Are you a sexy, indulgent musician suffering from consistent long hours, crippling self-doubt, and constant disappointment? Well, do we have a show for you. Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Disappointment, a bi-weekly deep dive into what it takes to be a healthy and successful musician in the modern industry. My name is Melody Kaiser. And I'm Dustin Williams. And we are talking to the lovely, the talented, the amazing, the Pussy Willows. Hey! Hi! The Pussy Willows are an indie alternative power duo fronted by Carly Gibson and Hannah Zale. They are both exceptionally strong performers and songwriters. Individually and together, they are exploring their self-proclaimed Tarantino feminism sound. Just trust us, they're fucking badass. Thanks, Melody. Welcome to the show, Thank the Pussy so Willow. Thank you so much for having us, guys. Thanks course, for being here. Yeah, thanks for joining. It's so cool because we we've gotten to play some rehearsals in this room um, with Dustin, mm-hmm. and so now we get to use this space in a new way. It's so exciting to be here. Heck yeah! Well, thank you guys for coming. So before we get started, um, just kind of give us like a background. How did you guys meet? Um, how did you get into music? Uh, just kind of what brings you here. Yeah. You want to take it? Yeah. Well, back in 2015, we were both at a venue called Steve Li- Steve's Lives Music, and it was in Sandy Springs. It's no longer there. Sad it, day. They turned it into a Darwin's Burgers and Blues. Uh, oh, yeah. They used that, that building for a long time, but I think they are also closed now. Mm. But um, we were set to do a songwriters in the round together uh, with this other songwriter named matt and it was just unfortunate for him because he was in the middle of us and we were already we couldn't stop making eyes at harmonizing each other. <laughs> i was already just like singing along with her naturally playing guitar with her naturally and really i remember walking into that door the first time when because you were the the ticketing person you were working yeah, the front at the front desk yeah and i walked in and we just hugged each other it was almost like good to see you again yeah. it's been so long even like though i just met you it yeah. was very interesting like that Mm -hmm. and so steve grossman the owner of that he was you know i think he manifested that yeah he was like they need to do a show together so he was telling me for for at least a year because i did i did work tickets at the door i would like you know be like hey welcome to the show Mm -hmm. give me five (laughs) dollars and um (laughs) give me five (laughs) dollars yeah the the shows were very cheap back in the day you remember those yeah um affordable shows you remember those in atlanta I don't it's been barely. A, it's been, well, yeah, it's been a minute. For it's sure. been a hot minute, but um, that was back in the day where you could you could actually spend more money on your alcohol tab than you could the ticket price. Mm. But uh, the very next day after we did the show, I was like, "Do you want to hang out?" And we wrote our first song, the first mm. time we ever hung out, with very little like reaching. Um, nice. It seems like throughout time we've been kind of growing through the same experiences and trying to figure out life um in similar ways and then we just use the the lens of music to kind of do that with do you remember what yeah. the song was about yeah, yeah. um it, it was if I, decide, if I decide and i had a guitar part that i was playing with and i didn't really know what to do with it it was mm-hmm. like one of those things where i was like well i'm not really sure but i was mm. going through a certain phase of life and trying to figure out um you know what what it means to to finish music school and what do I do next now right. sort of thing yeah and trying to sink my teeth into my voice more and writing in general 
And um, so it it just all came at a really good time mm-hmm. because I remember us sitting in my house and I was like, this is where I'm at with life. You're like, this is where I'm at with life. And it just it happened very naturally. Yeah, the first we, verse of that is, here I go again, building up my walls. Mm-hmm. I feel safe in their shade because I've built them so tall. And nice. I feel like that really that. Um, wasn't sung well, but it was. Well, I disagree. Um, yeah, yeah, that was great. But it, <laughs> it it has a lot of meaning still to us. And we yeah. I think that the, the yeah. journey of us as a band is recognizing and releasing those walls um and and we choose to do that in a partnership format Mm. um which is like a really really unique experience to do Mm -hmm. yeah to be paralleled in our experiences but still have very individual things going on very different um you know dynamics and perspectives Mm -hmm. and backgrounds but still it's i think at the core of it we both have very similar value sets Mm -hmm. And that's what has kept us pretty parallel. So did you guys kind of like immediately m- create the Pussy Willows or did it kind of happen slowly over time? Was it called something else before? We pretty immediately knew we wanted a provocative, outstanding name. Um, we both have the advantage of having worked in the mu- music industry before we met. So she had a solo project and many other projects and had a degrees in music and all of these things. And I, in my own way, had kind of started a career and and done some solo stuff and recorded an album and and played out with a bunch of different acts Mm -hmm. and kind of realized this this is a lot about branding and marketing. This is a lot about the visual aspect um, of what people are looking for and selling a lifestyle especially in the rock genre as a whole. I think it's For sure. it's a lifestyle sort of brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we really wanted something earthy and something connected um, to like mother, but we also wanted something that people would go like, er? And what is that? <laughs> exactly. If we tell people, oh, we're in a band called Pussy Wells, I'm not kidding. No matter where I am in the world, they say, oh, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. And they haven't because yeah. our Spotify plays tell us that they have not. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's clear. But it, They've it's, heard of Pussy Riot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It sounds cool to say that you've heard of. <laughs> right. And to us, like, that's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, to kind of, like, tag on to that. Um, so when you guys met and you started working together. Um, one thing we, we discussed before we started recording today um, was this idea of trust and trusting the, you know, the, maybe the musicians you work with, trusting your partner, your friends. Um, do you feel like uh, there, for you two, that there was no, like, um, wall that you had to, to cross or boundary you had to cross to kind of reach that? level of trust like like basically you know when you when you guys met did you feel like you just hit it off in this way that was like oh yeah like we get each other and um do you feel like that's what kind of made it so easy to get things going does that I, make sense i want i want to be very clear that nothing worthwhile is easy mm-hmm. nothing definitely yeah. nothing at all in my opinion right yeah, and i think I agree. relationships take work and consistent loving caring work mm-hmm. we disagreed last night we played a set last night and had completely different perspectives about a choice. Different experiences. And different experiences. And mm-hmm. we listened to each other and, and we said, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. And this is why. Mm-hmm. And we got to a place where like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. She still may not like it, but that's okay. Yeah. She cannot like something that I think and feel mm-hmm. and vice mm-hmm. versa. And giving ourselves the space to disagree and wholeheartedly be like, I don't need to fix that. Yeah. 
is like yeah. really important. But no, it wasn't. Well, yes, yes and no. Yes, it felt absolutely right. And no, I've never questioned it. Mm -hmm. But it takes work. Yeah. It takes effort. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to be really I think part of that kind of goes to of like fighting in what you believe in to a degree. Like if you kind of, because I kind of come from like a people pleasing route. We could get into like a lot of, a lot of, you know, like background on that. But we'll skip over that. (laughs) But like, you know, it's hard for me a lot of times, especially when I'm in a situation where I really respect the other musician in the band to be like, I disagree with you and here's why. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, well, you have this experience and so I, I guess we'll just go with you. You know, it's really hard for me to do that. And so... I agree. Um, yeah. Well, f- the ways that we've learned to sort of work within that power mm-hmm. is to work within that, that big theme that you were talking about, Dustin, of mm-hmm. trust. And, and it comes from a conversation that we had, I think, last Christmas. And we were struggling um, individually and collectively to really find vision. We were struggling, like, where are we going? What's, what's happening right now? And um, Carly pointed out, I think, I think this is coming from a lack of trust. Like, I don't think we're trusting ourselves right now. Mm. And we, we talked about that for hours. And then, yeah. and then days, and then weeks, and now years later, mm-hmm. uh, over a year later, we're still. That's what we're. That's what we're really interested in exploring is this idea of trust and how it kind of ripples out and impacts every other thing. And if we're not trusting ourselves, that's where like that anxiety is coming from. Mm-hmm. That's where that self doubt is coming from. That's mm-hmm. where we start letting our ego selves uh, show this weird bravado that we don't actually know what's going on with. Like, yeah. Why am I doing that weird behavior? That's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm an extrovert, so I tend to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a quality that I'm really working on in myself. And like, I feel like we can all learn to trust our instincts a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then when I start to feel like I can't trust mine, I really lean into hers. Mm, that's huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Yeah, and vice versa. If I'm feeling unsure about something I'm doing, it, it really just helps to have a person that you can you can just you can share your self awareness experience and someone be like, Okay, I understand that, but also like from this angle, this is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. But I can understand how you're feeling. You exactly. Know? And having that that dynamic perspective is really helpful when you're in a place where you're just like, I don't actually know what <laughs> what's going to come out of me today when we do this show or when we do whatever, you know? You have to trust your body, right? When you're a musician, you have to trust your body. Right. Your physiology to show up for you yeah. that mm-hmm. day yeah. and to give you what you what you need. You have to trust your that your mind and your hands are going to be connected. Mm-hmm. And you have to trust that like we never think that you you and, and David won't have our backs. Mm-hmm. Good. We have yeah. an extreme amount yeah. of trust. Um yes. And and that is freedom. Yeah. Trust. Mm-hmm. It, it lets is. you. Yeah, you're right. Right. It mm-hmm. It's utter freedom. And we were talking a little bit before about like detached love. Right. And she's my greatest teacher of all time. She's the one that taught me loving with detachment is the, the freest way you can love someone. Mm-hmm. And she showed me that. She didn't tell me. She showed me what it looks like and what it feels like. Oh. Yeah. Can you, can you actually, can you expand on that? Like for, for you, what does that mean? Loving with detachment. I'm gonna let the expert take it over. <laughs> I'm I have something I have to practice. I'm gonna all the let time. my teacher teach. I think that this. during that time when, when I was trying to 
figure out what that meant for me and how I could put it into like an embodiment in my own life Mm -hmm. was to just know that like I have no control over other people's thoughts, feelings, and actions. Mm -hmm. And so if it is outside of my control, then I need to let it be what it is over there. So let's say someone's going through something and I actually have nothing to do with someone's uh, experience of what they're going through. All I can be is a support. Um, I'm doing myself a disservice by trying to like insert myself into situations it's where actually a it's narcissistic not. selfish behavior <laughs> right to if you frame if to you over help it. and to, right. to, okay. to do yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know we, we've gotten to really work through a lot of those kind of interpersonal dynamics together and for me it was like having to tell her like i love i love you so much that i want you to feel like you can do whatever you need to do when you need to do it and that means i should too and that's you know like you need to do this on your own feet you need to be able to self-soothe and I should too but like we're there for each other if we need something but Mm -hmm. I just remember it was it was it's scary to have someone say like oh you're detaching from me like that it's it's like oh my god she She was like I don't like that but what I meant was I can't carry your load and my load at the same time I can't you can't carry my load and your load at the same time so we Mm -hmm. have to just be very self-aware about how that affects um these interpersonal so it's dynamics. basically like the opposite of codependent yeah yeah in yeah. order to best serve not only the product of of the music in the band right but to serve the overall product of us learning how to be better people which is why we're choosing to be in this band together mm-hmm. we could make music any other way through any other format with any other people it's our therapy but we choose to do it this way with each other mm-hmm. and it's you have to work through a lot of stuff there's a lot of weird ego stuff going on all the time and the the feeling that I get from learning from you guys, my other players, I think that's the magic stuff mm-hmm. that you get from recordings that maybe isn't captured so much in this digital era. Mm. Okay. Is the actual synchronicity and charisma of people being people. Okay. Together, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. The humanity of it. The humanity yes. and mistake of it all. Yes. You know? It's humbling. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I love it, actually. So um, that that's, you know, one thing that I feel like I've noticed working with y'all over the years um, is that there is this in, insanely high amount of um, love and respect and communication that's like a big thing, especially uh, the communication aspect is, is something that it's I big really, to us, yeah. Um, we've worked a lot on it. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and it's, I mean, clearly it paid off because like y'all are, are some of the most, um, it's like you're very clear about how you feel, but there's still so much empathy you. that you guys put off. I think, you know, when, when, uh, when you have an, uh, an opinion about how something should go, whether it's a song or like a show we should take or anything. I mean, even life advice when we sit down together and we talk about what's going on in our lives and, you know, we, we just share our experiences and then, you know, we maybe offer each other a solution or sometimes we just listen. And um, and I think both are valuable, but I've just really um, appreciated that over the years um, is that, that, that ability to communicate freely. Um, but with a level of sensitivity that isn't like coddling, but also isn't, yeah. um, you know, too insensitive that it's, uh, you know, mean, obviously like y'all are 
not in any sense of the word like you know harsh to anyone i feel like but i think um, it goes back to that truth yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think the truth can hurt but the truth delivered kindly is actually what most people desire Mm -hmm. and we were talking about Mm -hmm. this how the difference of of it is kindness is sometimes you're gonna have to tell something to someone that is uncomfortable yeah and you're going to have to sit in some discomfort together but it's so much better to do that so it's not a long-term dysfunction yeah it's like a short-term thing we nip it in the bud sort of thing we talk through it because niceness and kindness like we were saying there's those are two different things very different Women Two different out there, things. nice and kind. Be Being kind, nice, don't be nice. When you're nice, nice, you, nice is not cool anymore. Nice is is not as genuine, and it's not as honest. Mm. And niceness shows up as people pleasing, which is people deceiving. And so mm. that's, I think, that's where it takes. You have to have a really safe container with someone, yeah, to be able to to be open like that and be mm. kind. Yeah, I had a realization like uh, like one of those light bulb like whoa kind of things um in this class that I'm taking for my professional career and I realized that I cannot actually be failing unless I'm not living by my values Mm. that's awesome okay I love that like it cannot I actually cannot be a failure unless I have decided to not live by my values so if I've done everything that I that is aligned with me and I've, the outcome is still not correct. I still haven't failed. Mm, I love that. That's so great. But if I have (laughs) deceived myself Mm -hmm. in my, and become unaligned, then I have failed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's something a lot Mm. of musicians struggle with because it is so hard. It's like a constant stream of what feels like failures. And so after a while you just kind of get beat down to the point where, you know, I mean, tons of musicians that we probably both know have given up for that reason. Yeah. They're like, oh, I failed, you know, I'm I'm 40, I haven't had any success, quote unquote. And so they just stop creating and stop seeking art out because they feel that way. I agree. That's why I, I tell everyone I know who creates any, any type of art, mm-hmm. musician or otherwise, have freaking diversity in your ability to earn. Mm-hmm. Have diversity. Skill sets. Learn skills. Do other things. Yeah. You cannot, it's actually really impractical and like kind of delusional to to really think that anybody, one person out there is going to be able to like hit it big and make a full income off of just creating one thing. Right. It's not very practical. I'm sorry to the dreamers out there. It's not super practical. You should really diversify <laughs> your income and you should really think of other things that bring you joy because if you're just grinding and making your art and touring yourself and marketing yourself and marketing yourself and marketing yourself, what the fuck are you writing about? Mm-hmm. What are you experiencing? Oh, uh, yeah. What, okay. who, how are you connecting? Mm-hmm. If you're not living, chamber. you're in an yeah. echo chamber it's with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and with your own, with, own, with the photos of yourself. Like, <laughs> I think you need to be plugging into life and living life so that you can then reflect that back in your art yeah exactly i think that yeah i think i mean so for you then hannah like what do you feel like um what are the skills that you feel like you've developed that um are like your strong suits that keep you i guess I, i would say for lack of a better word grounded so that when you do create you can use that to to make better art 
Like yeah. what are the skills that you value, I guess? Mm. Well, I would say for me, community mm. is a big place where I'm finding a lot of that energetic sort of response mm -hmm. um, and feeding and being around other people and seeing their stories and hearing their stories and being a part of their stories um, is really helpful to me. So I, a skill in that is probably um, like consistency in relationship. Mm. So I think like relationship building, relationship um dynamics and understanding and looking at each individual as their whole self and not just their their dynamic to you mm -hmm. it's like your mother is your mother but your mother was a whole fucking lady before she had you in her right. womb right and she will be after as well mm -hmm. and so seeing her as a full 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 self i tried to do that with a four-year-old and an 84 year old and in that ability that it's it's whatever for whatever reason people love being seen and heard mm -hmm. that's what we think I think it's being Most human. It's being human. That's Indian. the basic human necessity. Yeah. That's the yeah. one skill that I feel like translates to any industry, anywhere in the world. Right. If you can say, you know what? This is not about me. Mm. None of it. None of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about me. Mm -hmm. And it's never going to be. And so today I'm just going to try to connect and try to make others feel seen and heard. And I swear to God, it will come back to you in droves. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You will start feeling more seen and more heard than you ever would, than you ever have, than you ever thought possible when you start seeing and hearing others. I, I do feel like that's one of the main things I picked up about you right away mm. when we first met was that you were very present and you're very... Um, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of another way to put it, but the way you put it is perfect as far as just like seeing somebody for their full self. Because I think most of us are on a, on an average daily basis are seeing things through our our lens and, you know, how something relates to us, you know, whether it's a coworker or a relationship or a bandmate or whatever, you know, you think about that person as their uh, as they relate to your life and uh, but I do feel like that's something that I have noticed about you that is it's unique is how um, you, I mean, it's it's an empathy thing, really. I think it's a, it is an empathy thing to, to me in, in my eyes is that like mm. you're you're very considerate of like, you know, how the smallest thing in somebody's life can affect them or make them, you know, even that day be a little bit different than they normally Thank you are for seeing so. me. Well, thank you, you for just seeing did me. that. <laughs> you know what that that is to me? Hmm. it's the idea of transformation versus transaction mm. i think okay. most people are highly transactional right highly totally. transactional mm -hmm. what what am i getting what are you getting how quickly can we do this thing um and how can we do it with like the least amount of ugliness we are people that like to sit in ugly but we feel very comfortable <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's not for you know it, it's interesting because we're so used to it. Mm -hmm. So when we are just simply ourselves and we act as though we are people, we kind of forget. We have to remind ourselves that from the outside looking in and just being around us, you know, we're we're intense, but in a good way. We're not afraid to dive deep. We're not interested in transactions in no. any capacity. Mm. 
no. um, including earning tips. It's there's a there's a way to do it that isn't transactional, mm-hmm. and there is a way to earn um, respect. And so, with regards to tips, what yeah. do you mean exactly? So, um, I don't want to give out my tactics here. <laughs> oh, so okay. trade secrets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come see a show. Yeah, come there see a go. show. Yeah, you'll see there it. There you go. Come All see right. a show, and then you'll figure it out. You can use it if you f- if you come to a show and see how I do it, and you can figure it out. Go ahead and earn your tips. <laughs> I'm tuning my guitars, so that's what I'm doing while she's doing that. <laughs> I see. I call it I working see. the room. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you are great at that. I see. Mm-hmm. You are really I see great what at that. you mean. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Because guess why? Mm. I'm making everybody feel seen and heard. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they're yeah. even if I'm if if they're across the room, mm-hmm. that's my job. Her job is to hold it down. My job is to make every single person feel like that show was for them. Yeah, I definitely I've noticed that for sure. And and I think in the songwriting too that that y'all do, you know, I, I've noticed a lot of the lyrical themes are very um, honest and um, it's like, it's interesting cause it's like you, you tell a story, but it's not like um, it's not a third person like observation. It's kind of like you, even if, even if it's not your personal story, you put yourself in the shoes of that person. So it feels like it is your story, you know? And, and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the details of every single song that y'all have written because we I don't know we just haven't gotten around to talking about it but like when we have talked about it or when you um when we're at shows and you're kind of you know while you and I are tuning you know and you're kind of (laughs) talking about how the song came to be like um I mean favor for example like uh, it's it's one of my favorite songs because um the the message behind it is very universal I feel like but it's also something that I feel like a lot of people aren't lucky enough to experience in that you know it to me you know it's about like uh well kind of like what you were saying earlier um about you know being there for your friend but and and being you know um emotionally available but also being honest and telling them the thing to them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly instead of disabling Mm -hmm. and enabling Mm -hmm. yeah you're actually empowering the person to to really ask themselves you know, how are we going to find this power within ourselves today? Mm-hmm. And that's what Super Ultra Mega Babe is really about too. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, totally, totally. A lot of sure. our a lot of our songs are like, let's pick ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's let's get through this. Let's mm-hmm. um, let's get to the other side. Let's next like, level it. Let's. It's a reminder. It's a reminder. It's an affirmation. Yeah. And we've got a few more that you haven't even heard yet oh, that wait. we're going to ask you to write to <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> that are a little bit more of this exploration of self and. Right. More vulnerable too. Way I feel like we're a lot more. Yes. We're going back to the soft skills. Yeah, yeah. We're really leaning into that because we had there's so much more anger and I think just like pent up feelings mm-hmm. in our past songs, and now we've kind of reached this point that it's it feels like we've we've broken a ceiling of emotional intelligence and life it. intelligence, and so now we're like, oh, we can actually see things from you know a, a different perspective that now we feel safer to see those things mm-hmm. and to feel those things i love that yeah. i love that well said so what um what artists would you say have been inspirational for you and in, you know kind of like i mean we talked a little bit about how how you guys came together 
but then maybe from an individual perspective, I'd like to hear from each of you about like um, what inspired you to do music, what inspires you to create, and not necessarily, I mean, if you want to talk about, for example, what made you want to sing or what made you want to play guitar, absolutely, but, you know, more so, you know, I, I view the bass for me as just, like, the thing that I execute my um, artistry through. It's not necessarily, like, I am a bass player, and I love playing the bass, and I'm a total bass nerd, but at the same time, and you're like, so <laughs> we love, he's well, a tone master. That's very sweet. Tune thank you, thank nerd. you. Um, but outside of, of right. you know, the <laughs> Melody, I'll keep you humble. <laughs> I need to, please. We will hype you it. and she will humble you. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Um, so, you know, I could talk about gear stuff all day and who my favorite bass players are. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, it is also just the medium through which I create. So maybe starting from how you got to that instrument or to that artistry and then like what continues to inspire you as an artist now. If that mm. makes sense. I, sorry, that was kind of a, a long-winded question. <laughs> I like that. May I go first? Whatever. Okay. Well, for me, um, I, I just remember being very small and being taken to lots of different musical settings. So mm. festivals, my, my parents were musicians. Mm-hmm. And so I was used to that lifestyle of just First of all, just being around music is is everywhere all the time. Instruments are everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. Noise is happening <laughs> all the time. Get with it. And just like kind of that that rhythm of how the show goes from start to finish, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like I'd be in the back asleep literally in a gig bag, like asleep in my parents' <laughs> gig bag. That's awesome. Because it was insulated and padded. <laughs> very comfortable yeah yeah so for me like it was something that was always there I I was very fortunate and privileged to be born into in that in that setting in that time Mm -hmm. to where that's how my my parents uh that's how they emoted Mm -hmm. and how they connected yeah and so like with my dad especially because it was much easier to to connect with my mom um we're just very very close Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways my dad it was it was through music that I felt like that was where I learned how to communicate with him and my brother more and to be felt like I was a part of something okay. and that I could be seen and heard and re- just, you know, in a, in a very basic way that is very important, especially yeah. for a, a young kid, mm-hmm. you know, to, mm-hmm. to feel like I deserve to be here in this room and have this connection yeah. with these people that are my family or otherwise. And so it was a huge uh community so like the music community was always around and so that lifestyle and that family aspect mm-hmm. of chosen family and all of that like that's what made Atlanta feel so comfortable to me is I finally found like a similar type of community that reminded me of that uh, okay. anchored initial f- feeling that felt like home of mm. that that lifestyle and being able to communicate that way so um because I always wanted to be able to to play and to sing. I saw it happening around me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like, that looks like the most fun <laughs> anyone could have. Yeah. And so I was like, that's... It's true. That's... How could anything be more fun than that? In my mind, that like, that's the pinnacle of fun. Agreed. So <laughs> it still is. I don't yeah. know if that answered the question. Totally. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Yeah. Um, I'm going to answer this in a different way. Um, 
because that's that's just <laughs> how I do things. <laughs> I'm just ready. <laughs> um, what do you think I'm gonna say? I have no idea. Okay, me neither. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. No I'm excited. She keeps me on my toes, and I love it. <laughs> um, there is something inside of me that feels utterly compelled. Mm-hmm. I actually cannot stop. A couple of years ago, I came to Carly and said, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And she said, okay, let's take a break. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't. Um, I am addicted to the the performance of mm-hmm. music. I am a performer. I don't really care for the studio. Mm-hmm. I don't really care for rehearsals, as you know. I don't really <laughs> care for all the rigmarole of any of the rest of it. I want to be on stage. Mm-hmm. I want that freaking tangible connection between people and person and um there's there's nothing like it to me mm-hmm. and i like the idea that once it's out of me it's gone mm. okay and that's why i'm like please put your phones away like don't put me on facebook live um <laughs> Or whatever, it's fine if you want to put me on Facebook Live. But I don't really care for it because yeah. once it's, I love the idea that one thing in my life that I do is not permanent. Yeah. And that it's high impact and it's the most present. And it's present and then it's gone. Yeah. It's Which, very, again, that's a healthy it's detachment. Me, healthy detachment. Yeah. Um, and that allows me to not have to hold myself to a standard of perfection. Right. Or ha- hold, hold myself to a standard of expectation, even really. And once it's done, it's done. And I feel um, like the the high impact energetic thing has happened. And then I'm ready to go home and, and be my normal self. Yeah. You know? And I think there's a really, I, f- I feel bad for famous people because they don't get the rest of it. They only get that high energy impact and they don't really get the, the recovery. The, yeah. The recovery of it all. Mm. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I would never want to be famous. No. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean I I get it. I mean I like Rich, yes. Famous, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anonymous. Rich and anonymous. Thank you. Rich yeah, and anonymous actually, is yeah. the way to be. Let's do it. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> now I, I relate to that, um to that uh, being addicted to the performance of it, you know. I mean and, and I, I I mean I do like playing in the studio as well. Um I like that aspect of it. I like the, the orchestration that goes into it, but um, but I know what you mean. I mean, there's no way that I could stop doing this. Like, I just can't, no. you know, like there's no fucking way, no. <laughs> you know, it, it, it'd be really, I, I can't even think of anything that would like come close. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I there's, feel like yeah. there's nothing that really fully allows you to be seen and heard as much as getting on a stage mm-hmm. in front of people. And I think to me, that's, it took me a minute to kind of break that down. Cause I, you know, I've kind of been more shy and, you know, since working w- with Hannah over the years, you know, she's really shown me like, hey, c- you can come out of there. Like, come over here. Come over here with me. Let's play, you know. Play. And so it was a very much like our inner children meeting each other and being like, hey, come play with me. And and I do that with her, too. And she gets mm-hmm. in her head or she's like, I just can't hear that part of it. I'm like, it's OK. Just it's come okay. play with me. Mm-hmm. We're going to be fine. And. For me, it's I want the connection not as much as the attention, but the mm. connection is so important, and that to makes me. it transformative and not transactional. Yes. Mm. So mm. I agree. I mean, it's like it really is, is, it a is a transaction. I like the, is a transaction. There's an album by an artist named Phil Cook, and Phil Cook. his he has an album called "People Are My Drug," 
Mm. And I got you a sticker. I had that cigarette. Yeah, I've seen that. Yes. Uh, but I just I love that idea, and it's like that's we do this because that is that community aspect of getting a bunch of people in mm-hmm. one room, and we are all basically vibrating at the same frequency together. Mm-hmm. And there's something so transformative and magical about that. How do you achieve that with doing anything else? I mean, it's so powerful. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how time just kind of floats and flows the way it does. It's There's also, trippy. Uh, just personally from our part of the couch, negating the experience that we have with the audience, but just talking about a personal experience going through this mm. pattern, you get addicted to a self-achievement pattern. Mm, and okay. so like the way that I see it, this is all synthesis from my brain. This is all Love coming it. from whatever I experienced. So mm-hmm. right. I um, I feel like we're both, and it sounds like maybe you are too, Dustin, sort of kind of emotionally addicted to the challenge of a gig, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. little bit of that fear mechanism that, that, that comes in. Do I know this part? Do I know this song? Something could go wrong here. Something <laughs> yeah. could go wrong, and yeah. then you always are able to adapt, pivot, yes. meet, or exceed that challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And walk away from it with not only having met or exceeded that specific challenge, mm-hmm. but you've also then, on top of it, gotten a transformational connection mm-hmm. yeah. energetically from that. That is addicting. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's satisfying. That's, a, that's how athletes yeah. are addicted to their games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They live for their games. That's mm-hmm. why sports mm-hmm. fans are addicted yeah. to games. It's the same sort of mentality right. of like mm-hmm. this this self-achievement energetic transformation like pattern and witnessing so, something amazing and witnessing <laughs> something amazing so i have a question because kind of extending this have you guys any of us ever had this experience so we played uh, a band show this weekend and i've done solo acoustic in, in Nashville, right those. yeah cool. but like i woke up the next day and i've always been like this but after a full band show just loading equipment and all that stuff i woke up so sore oh, yeah. i was like oh i miss this <laughs> <laughs> like I love this feeling. Yeah. I woke up just like feeling like I got hit by a truck. Yeah. I was like, "This is fantastic!" <laughs> like I loved it. It's so like a post workout thing. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like it you like, feel like really sore it after it. Well, yeah. and I just mm-hmm. like yeah. had so much fucking fun, and that feeling I associate with like the gig the night before. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like it's that is just soreness. almost like post yeah. like huge event feeling. So and if I just, you think about it, like mm-hmm. sure. If you think about that. that metaphorically. It's like the the rip and repair of muscle when you're building muscle in a gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has you to tear. To, yeah, it has to tear, it and then you all get sore. Right, and then that actually shows growth. Yeah, right. endurance, that's baby. That's what's showing that you're building. Right, and that's what we're doing, baby. Every time we play, we're building, we're growing for sure, and doing it in four inch fucking heels. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it's incredible. <laughs> and sober. Yeah, <laughs> and your hands are just like raw, <laughs> and you're like, great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will your tell you feet, when I was drinking so bad the next day. on in during shows, I would not be sore. But now that I'm a sober person, <laughs> this bitch is taking I ibuprofen. Be more like there. I'm taking now. ibuprofen. <laughs> My right knee is giving me problems. Damn <laughs> hips, honey. Um, whiskey is a hell of a drug. Yeah, it'll do something. For yeah, sure. shit. You wake what? up all dehydrated. You're like, <gasps> yeah, like a mummy. Like how her, her husband's like, her husband does this the most amazing bit. And he's like, you wake up and you're like, and just air, <laughs> dirt so comes true. out of your freight. Out of your so BJ Wilbanks, thank you for that. <laughs> oh my God, that tequila morning. 
You guys should see To Kill a Carly. Very fun. Mm. Ooh. She never knows what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. That's the power of tequila. Yeah, Talk tequila, about transformation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is we, after being together this long playing music, we still actually keep each other on our toes. Like, she's I don't know what the, the hell fuck she's going to say sometimes. Nope. She doesn't know what I'm going to say or do sometimes. We're like, ha! Well, that was cool. <laughs> Look at that. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right. Keeping and I think that's part of that, like, detachment is, <laughs> right. like, not assuming that you know every part of your loved one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and not uh, also assigning them their potential whatever, their yeah. potential worth or their potential learning Mm. um like i never put a cap on her potential Mm -hmm. same to you and that's really freeing that's loving with attachment right that's huge because i feel like a lot of people don't do that and most people don't yeah yeah yeah. and and i think i mean it's it's uh most people don't love themselves enough to do that yeah also that yes yes true especially musicians you know um and I, i think um you know like being so one thing you were, you mentioned Carly too, and and I feel like you were saying this too, Hannah, but you were, you said it like in a different way. You just you that guys had different right. words, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you're all you're always on like the same page, you know. Um, but one thing that you really value about about performing is the connection um, with people that you're making, and and I uh, I feel that too, and I th- I think um, for me like that is the part that is most addicting in the sense that like. Like, I kind of fit into the category, I think, of most, like, average, you know, bass players especially, but musicians. Don't, don't call yourself uh, average. Uh, well, <laughs> don't, in, don't in the that. introverted sense. Like, I'm a little, I'm I'm not as, like, outgoing as Hannah, for sure. I mean, few people are, are as outgoing as you, Hannah, which is amazing. Please but, love yourself for that. Well. <laughs> You're very outgoing on that bass. I, I want, well, that's I, I want to remember that myself solo on a daily basis. That's <laughs> at Eddie's. Oh, um. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last, the last Eddie's gig. You did murdered that. <laughs> you, you sweated. Thank you. I did. Like, you <laughs> that were, was a sweaty night, for sure. That yeah. was... <laughs> no, seriously, like, you you were seen. In her, like, you were very Celebrated much... Like, naturally. You were so confident. So I, I felt good, yeah. And, and you are confident. You're a really confident player. Well, it's funny because, you know, like... I mean, I think it took me, uh, obviously, a while to get there, like, uh, like it does for most of us. But I think a lot of that has to do with the people I'm with. And mm-hmm. like I feel, just like you were saying earlier, Hannah, um, and you said before many times, Carly, that that you can trust me and David mm-hmm. to just hold it down and, and have your back, whether it's music or not. It helps you know? me sleep but, at night. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> like, well, first of all, that's thank you. That's amazing to hear. I'm that. not I joking. Mean, that yeah, that's something that that I think. Um, You're all right. You know, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep us eat up. that humble pie. <laughs> eat it, you're gonna like it. Um, no, but but you know, like I don't know. For for me, when I when I play, like the connection that's most important to me is the connection with the people that are on the stage with me. Like, I, of course, the connection with the audience is really important. Like, mm-hmm. and I want them to feel that they're there and that they're being acknowledged. And mm-hmm. you know, um, but especially as like in my role in the band, like. I feel like my priority is to make sure that we're all connected um, on a musical level and and otherwise. And I think for me, that's like the part that feeds me the most because I, I I've gotten better at it, but I have a hard time. I think you know communicating how I'm feeling sometimes. Like sometimes I'll just totally lock up and I can't express in words how I'm feeling. But if you hand me a bass or a guitar, it's out instantly. Yeah, because that just feels so much more natural. And and maybe it's because it's like there's like this little bit of a physical barrier between me and 
and the person that I'm speaking to or, or, or emoting with. But, um, I, I think that that's the part that I always look forward to the most. And that's what I, um, really love about playing with, with you guys, you know, and with, and with Hey Dreamer as well, is that there is, you know, this freedom to be who I am. Um, and you know, in your full dynamic self. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No matter what. Yeah. We tell each other all the time, like there's nothing you could say or do that would make me leave you or reject you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean it and I mean it like we keep each other's notes. Mm -hmm. Like the last note is by my bed to remind me that I can rest. Yeah. Sometimes I'll call her and ask for permission to like take the evening off. Mm. Can you just give me verbal permission to just lay here? Because mm-hmm. I can't give it to myself. Oh, I love that. You know, and sometimes yeah. you just need somebody to tell you, hey, you've done all you can do today. Like, please yeah. go rest. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm bad at that. Yeah. It's hard. So if you want to call us, are, yeah. if you want to call us for permission, <laughs> we got you. Yeah. it really helps. Mm. Um, especially people that don't have a lot of great separation between life and life's work. Mm hmm. If that makes sense, yeah. And I think for all of us musicians and, and people that create art of any of any medium, it's hard to separate life from life's work. Yeah. And to know when is it time to explore and sit with those feelings, and 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 when is it productive to do so? Right. And when is it completely inefficient and not going to be super great for your mental health? And when is it just going to plummet you? Yeah. Yeah. And being able to be discerning with where you're putting your energy creatively, I think, is important. It goes back to that self-trust. Mm-hmm. And trusting your partner, if you have one, to say, you know, do you think that we're in a good place to work on this? Or do you think I'm in a good place to work on this? Mm-hmm. And be honest. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I was going to ask something uh, earlier, and what you just said brought it back up, mm-hmm. and now I'm trying to remember what it was, but... Um, Okay, yeah, uh, uh, discerning with your trust. Can you go into that more when you say that you're like discerning with with your trust? Like, I I I know what it means. Yeah. I think, but mm-hmm. like, just you know, maybe in more depth. Like, what what's that process like for yeah. you? So we talk a lot about like separating feelings and facts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so in love with performing in the stage that my feeling and my madly in love nature of it mm-hmm. clouds me. Um, from being able to be trusting of my discernment. Okay. Um, so typically what I do is I call upon a trusted resource in my inner circle. Usually it's my sister, Tolly. Mm-hmm. And I will say, listen, I'm madly in love with this opportunity because it gets me on stage. Mm-hmm. Here's the details of the contract. This is really stupid, isn't it? <laughs> and she'll say, you've done this exact thing before. This mm-hmm. is what happened. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And then we'll critically think th- about what happened previously or if it's never happened before let's let's take let's take the facts and the feelings and let's separate them Mm -hmm. let's invite someone that is objective that has only your best interest at heart for your career and for your personhood but Mm -hmm. first your personhood first Mm -hmm. right right absolutely because some people will advise you out of your careerhood because they're getting something out of it because Mm -hmm. they're a transactional person or it makes them look a certain way it builds them up, right? Yeah. Okay. So you need yeah. someone who is objective and doesn't have anything 100%. to gain from you making a choice or not making a choice that puts your personhood first to help you right. separate fact from feeling and find the truth in both. Mm-hmm. And then take that, inf- I believe more information equals more better. 
all yeah, the time. For sure. Yeah. More information, more better mm-hmm. for me. So let's mm-hmm. get information and then we can critically think. A lot of people we believe aren't critically thinking anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're certainly not critically feeling. So if you can get yourself to critically think and then critically feel and synthesize those two together with an objective resource, you can really come to some great points and quickly. And quickly. And I think that's that's one of the hardest things in the music industry in general is there's a lot of pressure to take the gig, take the contract. There's always like this sense of urgency and emergency yeah. that they put oh, on yeah, us for sure. to make a decision and make it quickly. Right. Yeah. So you cannot have a lot of critical thinking when they and discernment. There's, there's a lot, lot of, of guilt, underlying and guilt feel, and shaming. Well, if I don't take it, somebody else is going to get it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're uh-huh. already oversaturated. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're all madly in love and deeply, deeply like undiscerning because of that yeah yeah and they take advantage Mm -hmm. of young musicians yeah and as we get older and we're a little bit older than you as you get a little bit older a little bit older a a little bit of jadedness will start to creep in it's actually quite helpful Mm. yeah i think it's necessary so what has been y'all's experience and how do you think it's different also being women (laughs) <laughs> that's a you know, question, no, I, I love that. I love that. So I'm hearing it like how the the, the personal experience. Yeah. Well, and the and professional together, experience. Yeah. Like being yeah. taken advantage of in the music industry is something everybody experiences. But Absolutely. However, I think it's exceptionally so. Yes. Being women. Yeah. You wouldn't believe yes. how many times people think that she is carrying gear for somebody else. Yeah. Or just... You know, I I think it's how mm-hmm. <laughs> how we show up and then how you show up to the gig and how you leave the gig, I mm. think, is interesting because if you can keep that consistent, like when we walk through the door and we first talk to the sound guy, hi, we're, I'm this and this is this and this is what we need and thank you so much for your time today. We try to establish mm-hmm. a th- presenting ourselves the same way as we are entering and as we leave. Mm. Um, I would say mm-hmm. that's important to us. High communication is yeah, is, yeah, you know, yep. clear for sure. I I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. I've seen yeah it happen. We've had to definitely <laughs> you know be tested in choosing like okay, I'm gonna speak from my values here and you know just uh, be as professional as possible. And I think that's where we both kind of uh, prefer to kill people with kindness um, in those situations. And for me, especially in music school, uh, I kind of felt like I was in a tank with piranhas of Mm. sorts, Um, being one of the only females in the building. uh, Now that the staff, like the secretary and like uh, financial aid, all those people were on one side that were the women in the building. And mm. I would just go in their offices and be like, hey, can I just like have a conversation with one of you for like five minutes? Can we just like talk <laughs> for a second? I just need a little bit of estrogen <laughs> yeah, and right. then I can leave. But I actually, I did enjoy um, having to be in that uncomfortable position in some ways. And to me, it's almost like a challenge, a healthy challenge that I like to take of not proving people wrong but showing up as authentically as I can, mm-hmm. um, as truthfully as I can, and just seeing what 
happens <laughs> with that because when we show up and you know i'm pretty short person like you five mm-hmm. foot two female oh yeah and um you know how we present when we walk in the door and then when we get on stage and we plug in and we start to play it kind of starts to shape okay we usually shut the fuck up yeah that. i feel like most times it's it's cool but the, there are times where people are either threatened by you they feel threatened or they just don't know what to do with what they see and that's, what they're experiencing they don't they don't know what to do with that and I, at least for me i feel like we're trying to work through just like okay am i the only female in this room right mm-hmm. now like how am i going to do that I have just decided, like, I want to feel equal. Mm-hmm. And to me, equality is very important as a musician, as an instrumentalist, as a singer. And that's the one place I want to I want to all get on the same level that way first. So I really tried to establish, just, like, see me as a person. I see you as a person. And we'll build it from there. Yeah. I want to use this opportunity and gift to... Try to reach out to other young female artists, writers, musicians, whatever. Um, The biggest thing that I've learned in my career has been to let my voice be the loudest in the room. Mm. That means engineers, producers, vocal coaches, uh, photographers, stylists, um, that means other band members, that means anybody else's voice that is working on your art should be a whisper compared to your own. Mm. And I let other people's voices be very, very loud, and I let mine be a whisper for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I would say is never be in a band with someone you wouldn't hang out with. <laughs> for sure. Let's repeat that. <laughs> Never be in a band with someone you wouldn't hang out with. If you find their personality, energy, um, the way they live their life, if you if you don't respect genuinely the choices that they make each day Mm -hmm. to be the person that they are, you really shouldn't invest your time and energy in in creating anything with them. Mm -hmm. Um, It is the most one of the most intimate, important experiences I believe you can do. And you really shouldn't be wasting your time and energy on people that you just wouldn't have a Coca-Cola with um, or that you couldn't see yourself talking on the phone with. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasted a lot of time and energy trying to make it work with people who did not respect me. Yeah. Yeah. And when that, when that turning point happened, what was, what was, I guess maybe the, the moment that it kind of clicked in your head uh, that you weren't going to allow that to happen anymore. Because I think at, at, at a lot of points, like many musicians, especially, um, <laughs> oh, I can't wait, um, especially, you know, women in the industry, like they, that is a thing that, that you have to deal with all the time, um, yep. way too often. And so, uh, and I think it's, you know, a lot of the time, yeah, people don't speak up for themselves and, and, you know, stand stand their ground so to speak so what was that moment for for you for you without getting into the details because we decided as a group that we would not tell the details sure of our whatever um when i started to feel cut out of my own namesake project mm. when i was being not communicated with mm-hmm. um 
when I was starting to feel like the outsider. You weren't seen or heard. When I was not being seen or heard. Mm. When it started to feel transactional, mm-hmm. and they really wanted money from me, and they wanted opportunity from me, but they didn't want to invest in my personhood. Right. So, like, outside of rehearsals and shows, you know, there's not really communication outside of, uh, you know, hey, when's the next show? How much even, would, do we get paid for this? Even within a rehearsal, mm. it would be like, you know, I'm highly communicative and I'm very organized. So I'd be like, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. Um, let's run this and this and this. Um, and then feedback equaled pushback mm. only. Yeah. Um, and pushback equaled uh, scapegoating me so blaming and shaming me mm-hmm. for any and every problem or mistake or lack or whatever instead of taking it as a collective approach mm-hmm. um there was a lot of blame going on and you know people are only one person right it, if, if you're in a band you have to be willing to like play multiple roles in a way oh for sure yeah um and if if one person's being expected to play all of them um, it's too much responsibility and it won't be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's really true. I, I've definitely been in similar situations in my own projects where, you know, feeling like it was me or, or at least, you know, me and one other person really just like carrying the brunt of everything, yeah. you know? And I think that a lot of projects do that, honestly. Yeah. 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 And, and I think, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. maybe something to be said about strengths, you know, some people are better at, at doing certain things. Some people are better at booking and making the phone calls and That's sending why emails. In Pussy and Willows, everyone does what they're best at. Yeah, right. And exactly. what's interesting with us, though, is we play a game of tennis mm-hmm. with the jobs. We really do. Except mm-hmm. for certain That's things. That's why we don't burn out over almost 11 years. Yeah, and that comes down to pure and utter communication. Because you have to be able to tell someone... If I have to send that email or look at this email, I might have a fucking breakdown. I had today. to own this week. We the, so the four of us guys have a show coming up, and I told Carly this week, I have a gut feeling, and I'm paralyzed in in an, in an action. I can't take the step to email the guy because I already know it's going to be so bad. Can you just do it for me? Mm-hmm. And she did. But it took me having the self awareness that I wasn't trusting myself mm-hmm. to then ask for help. And then trust that she would do the thing that I needed. And then we would then take that information, take the feeling out of it, mm-hmm. figure out what we need to do to do those transactions to then make a transformational experience. Mm. Yeah. And it's all comes together. I mean, when it's it sounds like you guys are amazing together. Sometimes. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would say most. <laughs> I would say most. It's yeah. not all. You, have, you have to have a good foundation. But the be, the willingness to be seen and heard, I think, mm-hmm. is also something that's really important because there might be aspects where, like, yeah, you can see and hear this, but I don't want anyone to see and hear that other part. But it's all it all matters. Mm-hmm. It all needs to be invited to the dinner table. Yeah, yeah. your and ego, your intimacy. shadow, all that nasty shit that you don't want people to see. I mean, if you don't shine the light on it, it's not it's you're not going to be really truly authentic and you're not gonna be able to know what the fuck you need and what to ask for if you don't know those things yeah 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 okay okay that's how i feel knowing thyself is important yeah 
We like people with preferences <laughs> and opinions, yeah. even if we don't you agree. Know, with those. No, I, I I'd rather not agree. And you know exactly what you're talking about for you. I get down with that. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. when it comes to you know as as females in this industry, what I have learned it's it's been the place where I feel I feel empowered when I walk into a venue, and I don't give a fuck. I love actually proving people wrong and i don't i don't do that just out of spite you know mm-hmm. like i want to it's just something that makes me she's laugh she's just so cool she yeah. it just it. makes me laugh i'm like ha, i don't give a fuck you know because i'll come in here they'll talk to me like i'm five years old and i'll get up there and then they'll come up to me and it's a completely different, different. interaction after sound check mm-hmm. and i don't care either way but i've gotten to a point in my life where whether it's st- any kind of musical interaction um I am totally comfortable to advocate for myself, mm-hmm. and I think that to be able to advocate for yourself is the Huge. most important. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Going back Agreed. to the female sort of question, yeah. um, fortunately, I haven't had to deal with too, too, too much other than my own cycle here, guys, of over-sexualizing myself on stage with the things that I would wear and the lyrics that I would write and what I was talking about and the way I was moving. And at the time, it was exactly what I needed to be working through Mm -hmm. for my healing and my expression and myself. And and it it was the lens that I needed at the time to be working through what I needed to work through and, and get to the other chapter to where I am now. But it was... We've had distinct conversations of like, okay... I am now not going to wear these specific sort of clothings that were really feeling very empowering to me mm-hmm. and like necessary, like absolutely necessary. I needed to show everything I had. And if I, if it, if it wasn't that, then I was still little Hannah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I needed the big, big, big feeling of like tight and right. A lot of makeup, a lot of eyeliner, a lot of heel, a lot of glitter, a lot of this, a lot of that to like feel brave enough mm-hmm. to go do that show right? and sing that stuff that I wrote. And I always, you always said there was a different switch in your brain when with the big shoes and the lipstick. And see, I never experienced any of that because I was such a hippie. Exactly. I've always been such a hippie. And the first time I put on lipstick was with you. And you're like, try it out. I'm like, you like it? You know, and also you're like, you're short, Carly. And you, I don't <laughs> make me look like a fucking giant. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I'm not that tall. I'm tall for a Jewish girl, but I'm not that tall. <laughs> but yeah, I had to like re-negotiate mm-hmm. and examine some things that are super ugly to look at and be like, why am I desiring this attention in this capacity? And like, what is the programming culturally and societally in me right. that is like deeply desiring and needing that? Mm-hmm. Um, not super cute, not super adorable, not super fun. Right. But she was able to sit with me in the ugly of my exploration of myself, which she couldn't have gotten me there. Right. I had to get myself there mm-hmm. and then invite her in mm-hmm. to say, I'm having these thoughts and feelings and I'm feeling like I need a little bit of a shift and I need some support because I've only known this way of artistic expression and I've only felt like this was going to be fulfilling. I want to try on some new stuff. Mm-hmm. And that change in like wearing like black and lace and leather and red lipped eyeliner all of that it sounds really stupid but it it was an identity Mm. that's not stupid Mm -hmm. it was an identity piece that i that i wore um when i needed it and i don't ever feel like i would perform in this and be very comfortable and fine to be in the pussy willows and do that because i'm really comfortable with with hannah Mm. 
and she doesn't need all of that to feel sexy and to feel feminine and to feel mm-hmm. worthy of attention, love, and care. Mm-hmm. I don't have to lead with sex and sexuality and my body um, to receive that. To feel connected. What I'm looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's huge. Uh, and, and kind of like... Uh, that was vulnerable. I loved we, it. First of all, thank you. Every moment. Yeah, that was awesome. thank that you was for beautiful. being vulnerable. All right. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that to be able to even sit here and to share that story and that growth period and the arc of what that was, mm-hmm. I mean, you deserve to oh, sit God. here and, and to share it. Thank you. Because there's other people that need to hear that. Yes, sort of thing. agreed. A lot of people do. And and I think, you know, it's a thing that a lot of artists go through in different ways where Melody and I have talked about this in, in other episodes before to um, putting on a character for the yeah. stage, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think we all do it in different ways. And, and for that time in your life, that was your character. I and needed her. I don't yeah. think I would have gotten mm-hmm. through it without her. What was mm-hmm. the, the thing you were talking about wearing different jerseys for different? situations yeah. i think about that a lot like, yeah you put on your different sweater your different jersey for, for the, the different person you need yeah. to be that day i yeah and, and i totally relate to that like yeah. i definitely find myself doing that with mm-hmm. you know the outfits that i wear or even just like the mentality this man looks good all the time by the way well you totally <laughs> express yourself through your clothes and we love it thank you because it's you. authentic and it's genuine and it's completely you mm-hmm. and no one's telling you what to do or how to do it you're just like i just like this that's 100% accurate. That is exactly The first what time I, I sat <laughs> next to you for that session, I had never met you. I was just like, this cat's cool. Like, look at his jacket. He's so comfortable. And you're just like, yeah, I'm doing my thing. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing my thing. Cool. Yeah, those were fun. I mean, getting to know you in, in those. Uh, in our nerdy way. I thought oh, it was man. really sweet. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. so sick, was you know. Great. And like, um, I always... I would we would get to the uh, get to the studio for these sessions that we were working on, and as soon as I would walk in, if I saw Carly or if I saw your car outside, I would be like, "Yes, like, yeah, this I is going to be good." Like, oh, I can relax. Yeah, uh, right, right. <laughs> it's like I know at least one other person's going to know their shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and they're well, going to be cool. You, you also you show up on time, and then you don't stick around too long. Like, okay, I love you guys. I'm going to go do my also. Thing, yeah, you yeah. Know? Dustin <laughs> Williams here is a Boy Scout. He has everything <laughs> you He's will spit need in his little packs. Do you I'm have talking. Like, yeah. If you needed a very, I'm you talking, need a tampon. Dustin's got, got it. He's got it. <laughs> any flow. Any flow. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I love. I love being that. I, I actually, I mean, it's 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 not something that I always used to do, and it it really was born out of. Just like being on tour and realizing like, oh, like I don't have this thing and I really could use this thing. So next time I'm going to bring that. And then it just happens over and over until you get to the point where it's like now my fucking backpack is like 30 pounds. Swiss Army, you know? right. But now like... <laughs> you are you you are dependable. Yeah. And you make other people feel really safe and secure. And you provide uh, a service that most people probably don't even ever think about, hmm. which is the the idea of consistency of presence mm. we know what your presence is going to look feel and sound like pretty consistently yeah yeah wow that's really cool <laughs> thank you um and that is a unique quality in a musician i Absolutely. really appreciate that mm-hmm. it's very valuable 
I do. I mean, I do feel like it's something I've worked on, but it is also like you know, built into my personality as far as like being prepared for things and, and, and being reliable and being somebody that you can count on is really important to me. I didn't always used to be that way. I was not always that way. And I, and I, I look back on that version of myself and I'm like, man, like I'm so glad I'm not that anymore because, Mm -hmm. uh, it feels good to know, like, even if I don't, have like the physical item that you might need like i'll help you fucking find it yeah you know or we'll come up with a solution together mm-hmm. to like find something in place of that that'll that'll serve the purpose so really but, that's how you trust yourself now yeah is, is through that process mm-hmm. and i totally agree especially with being on in 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 a position where you're like if you're traveling mm-hmm. and your bags of what you ha- that's all you have yeah and I was also the person on the road that had the things, and people would come yes. to me and be like, do you have those tweezers? I'm like, yes, I got three pairs. <laughs> yes. Like, do you have this thing? And, yeah, it's it's a good place to be because I was, you know, I was a hot mess for a long time. I feel like I have that emotionally. Oh, and 100%. people are like, hey, yes. you got them thing? Remember that one time you got me and you gave me the thing and then I yeah. felt better? You got any more of that? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, remember it was in you. Mm-hmm. Remember? You did that. You are really good at that. Yes. You are really, really good at yes. that. Yes. So it's we all have our, our place, right? Mm-hmm. I have no and fucking idea where mine is. Oh, man. Well, that's well, what we're here I for. I don't have Swiss Army knife. Or I don't You're have... actually so organized. Like, when I talk to you on the phone <laughs> yeah. the first time, I'm like, she's she's the real thing. I'm somewhere in and between. Like, I'm organized with thoughts. And you take and initiative. With, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm better at, like... Um, Thoughts and ideas and paperwork than mm. I am necessarily have the Swiss Army knife book bag. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm let's get those the... skills up. <laughs> well, right. and I can you know? I can be the Swiss Army knife book bag. There you and, go. You know, right? And like, maybe yeah. you are the emotional toolkit. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe so. he carries the physical stuff for the two D adaptability, and maybe you're more of the four D person. Maybe where so. you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to use that thing, or I have. You guys are speaking Chinese about this gear that we're using right now, <laughs> but I can hold space for any feeling you have, and I'll sit there for as long as you need. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, I think Melody, what you have often brought to the table is, um, you bring a sense of comfort to a lot of situations, Aww. like, mm-hmm. like even when we go out on the road <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> and you know we have to find a place to stay or a place to eat like not once have you ever chosen something that is like not considering everybody involved and is it, like you always think about like what is going to make everyone or at least that's how it feels is, right. is what is going to make everyone feel comfortable and relaxed and taken care of you know i, I think true. you bring that so yeah important. i think that goes back to the people pleasing thing Maybe, you yeah. know, I'm just like, okay, well, we can't eat here because she's a vegan, but they're allergic to shellfish, but they're, you know, and so it's just no like... vegans allowed in our band. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're encyclopedic it's knowledge a hard of pass. people. You're really good at that too. What does that mean? Like, like, no, I'm like, you, I'm well, like, I just learned something about myself. Well, no, okay, cause, so. To give you context, we yeah. were talking about this on the way up to Asheville, mm-hmm. um, and and leading up to it too, we we had another conversation during the week about it. How you have a tendency to like immediately just ask people a million questions about themselves. It's true when you meet them. It's not it's like true. like you don't talk about yourself a lot. Like no. unless unless it comes up and it becomes part of the conversation, you're much right. more curious about the other person, and I think that shows a very high level of again empathy. I feel like that's been a core word for me today, but like. 
you know, you you really do care and you want to get to know and understand I really how people do. work. Yeah. It kind of comes up. I've always found that or like, you know, people have told me like, you know, pipe down. Like that's a lot. But like I'm I'm literally like, I'm Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? <laughs> that's so me. <laughs> like, it's true. Like, what's your favorite food? Oh, that's mine too. Like, you know, that is true. Well, thanks. That made me I mean, you really do have such a grounding um, nurturing energy. Aw. Uh, I mean, uh, this is the first time I got to hang out in the you physical guys are space. Make me cry. Oh my god! No, seriously, <laughs> like it is so powerful to have that. Uh, I call it like the band mama, mother mm-hmm. hen of the family, mm-hmm. that keeps keeps it together. And I mean, when you're on the road and you're not getting sleep and you're emotionally, you're just drained. To know that someone there, and when you don't have it, is just like you're gonna have somewhere to be comfortable. Right. And to 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 have someone in in the group like that, I think is essential, especially when yes. you're trying to, you know. Yeah, it definitely. It's hard to get like sets. a balance of dynamics for sure, and that kind of goes when you guys were talking about like finding the right people in your group. It's a hard balance, mm-hmm. you know, because it it can quickly get sour, especially when you're spending so much time with somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, even the littlest thing about your personality can can clash with someone else even if it doesn't happen at first it, it can happen eventually and so it's really it's really difficult um to kind of find that balance um but I also I enjoy just kind of like playing uh, kind of the more that I've experienced you know being a musician just playing with different people I always feel like I learn something sometimes it's awful <laughs> sometimes I learn <laughs> still taking sometimes that I learn home. what not yeah, to do like, yeah, I'm like never is, doing that it's again. really valuable to learn <laughs> what not to do but like you know I, I, I enjoy just like meeting different people and like you guys like I've learned a lot today talking to y'all so that's so nice hey. I mean yeah. sure thanks for letting us share our our stuff um, Carly and I got into a weird little rut a couple years ago maybe more than a couple where we were involved with these pretty young like teen performers and we were Mm -hmm. trying to school them guys and trying to help them not make the same mistakes that we have made and fall Mm -hmm. and have to pick themselves back up in the same ways that that we have and we actually realized through different iterations of trying to help that you cannot yeah that you actually Mm -hmm. cannot well people are going to learn not a purposeful Yeah. yeah thing to try to do and i think helping other people understand that really all you got to do is just try mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then learn from your mistakes and then really keep reevaluating what your values are in those yeah, two have that baseline to go back to always exactly. match compare your notes with what is is your foundation bingo yeah. you have that foundation and then have the expectation that relationship is rupture and repair and that you know the health and the state of your relationship with yourself and with anyone else mm-hmm. based on the time it takes between rupture and repair and what repair looks like from one repair to the next rupture. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And that's a really great fact-based, not feeling-based way you can measure that it. you can measure how healthy your dynamics are with yourself and with other people, with your bandmates, with your promoter, with your manager, whomever you're working on. And then you can be discerning and say, yeah, this is someone that I'm going to spend more time and energy trying to understand and trying to get to understand me. Mm-hmm. Or this is a person that it is not going to work this way and we right. need to move on, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So true. Well, Wisdom. thank you guys so much for being here. Oh, thanks for thanks having, for having, having us. us for this talk. It was so What nice. is it? Sex, drugs, and disappointment. It mm-hmm. is. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> so b- before we wrap it up to um, anything that you guys want to plug that's coming up for the Pussy Willows, uh, we have the show coming oh, up. Oh, do I think we? we should definitely. Yes. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. We should mention that since we'll, we'll, we'll be trying to get this episode out tomorrow. So. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah, we have a That's show amazing. coming up um, with Hey Dreamer. Oh my gosh. On February the 17th at Eddie Owen Presents Red Clay Theater in Duluth, Georgia. The Red Clay Theater, February 17th. It's a Saturday. It's Saturday. Um, it's going to be sick, guys, because this one's joining us. <laughs> and we're, we're going to be playing. We're sharing the rhythm section, so We're it's, sharing it's even. Section. It's, yeah, it's almost like a a super, super group, yeah. super sets that are happening. So <laughs> we've also got fun. a lot of other stuff coming up. Um, honestly, not really into pandering right now. If you want to come see us, you'll go come out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you yeah, all you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us and letting us Melody. share Thanks, our stories Love and our life experience and in this way is in this format is a dream. I'm a huge podcast listener and I've always dreamed on being on one and this is my first one I've ever gotten Yay! to do. Yay! So you're Yay! making a big dream come true <laughs> oh, for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode of Sex, Drugs, and Disappointment. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave us a review and connect with us more on Instagram and TikTok at SDD Podcast. Each episode is also available in video format, eventually, on YouTube. <laughs> and don't forget... Don't forget to have fun, don't do too much, and it's going to happen. Sex, drugs, just... Yeah! Woo!